Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church Podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's going to be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. What incredible worship, really powerful. God is moving, God is doing a new thing, and we need to be ready in and out of season for what he's doing. So being ready, let me segue into what God's got for us today. So I was ready to speak on divine disruption, meaning being prepared in a surprise season. So when seasons of surprises suddenly come upon us, not getting knocked off the course, but being prepared in those surprise seasons. However, God had another plan. And he wanted me to speak on holiness and righteousness tonight, which is not a popular message, especially in this day and age. Um, But we need to know what it is to be holy to be righteous, to live a life that is pleasing to our Father. All about Him. So tonight it's entitled, It's Time to Clean the Camp. Go ahead and write that in the chat right now. It's time to clean the camp. I'll give you time to type that. Where did I get that, that title from? Well, we're an army. We're an army. And as you guys know that we're marching. We're holding the line and we're marching. We're on the move. That does not mean because we're caught in movement that we don't need to examine our hearts, examine our flesh, maybe put them, some things aside, kill some things. And tonight, we're going to do that. It's time to clean the camp. I want to grab every believer I can under the sound of my voice and free them from the judgment of the Old Testament and introduce them to the New Testament, the New Covenant. We don't disregard the Old We want to see the old fulfilled, and it was by Jesus Christ, but now it's time to have a New Testament, New Covenant relationship. Grace is not an excuse for sin, but it is a cure for sin. It's not an excuse, but it's the cure for sin. It is protection from the Father. You can't really talk about holiness without talking about grace, and I'm talking to believers tonight. I'm not talking to those that haven't accepted Christ. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I'll get to you in the end. But I'm talking about people that have asked Jesus Christ into their heart, and therefore they are a believer. They are a Christ follower. I'm reminded of the story of Mary where they had found out that she was an adulterer. They had found her in bed with someone. So they drug her out, made a huge public mockery of her. They brought Jesus to her. And they were going to stone her. They were going to kill her for what she had done. And if you know the story, you know Jesus says, Ye without sin cast the first stone. Not one person was able to throw a stone because no one was without sin. But what I love about that is Jesus goes even farther. and He tells them, there's no one. There's no one. Look around. Look around. There's no one that can condemn you. And he could have left it there. He could have helped her up and put her on her way. But that's not what he did. He said, neither do I condemn you. See, he used grace to protect her, show her that she's safe with him. Then he took another level and said, neither do I condemn you. So he took condemnation and shame off of her. And then what he said, the next part is so beautiful. He goes on to say, go and sin no more. Grace is available, and it was available, but he put demand on her lifestyle. Demand on your lifestyle is holiness. 
It's holiness. We're going to be speaking from Romans 12 tonight. So if you don't have your Bibles out, go ahead and get them out. If someone on here doesn't have a Bible, like a brick and mortal physical Bible, I want you to message us. You can write it in the comments. You can DM. We will make sure that you get a Bible because I believe if you can turn your Bible off and on with an app, if that's the only Bible you have, there's something special about this book. You need the book, the living word in your hand. So if that's you and you're like, I really want a Bible, DM us and our team will make sure to get you a Bible. Romans 12. This is the application part of being a Christian. Romans 12 tells you how to be holy, how to live in holiness. Before I set you up to really dive into holiness, I'm going to show you some applicable examples because it's a lot to take in. Holiness and righteousness, not just like, oh, I'm holy. Oh, I'm righteous. It's a lot. It's a deep, deep teaching. Okay. This isn't for just a brand new believer because it's too much sometimes for them. It's overwhelming. Before I became a mother, I figured I knew how to be a mother. Why, why did I think that? Well, I had seen people that were good mothers. I experienced a great mother. I seen people who were not so great mothers, right? So what I was doing was saying I could be a mother based on the experiences of mimicking other mothers. But in fact, you don't learn to become a mother until you become one. The way it works is you become it and then you learn it. No matter how much you study someone else as a parent, you will never be ready until you become it. Why? Every child is different. Every need is different. It says in the word, train up a child in the way they should go. They, that's very personal. They should go. Not they all go together. They, it's individual. Adaptions will be made for each child depending on their need, their personalities. You will not be the same parent you are when your child's a baby, when they're a toddler, when they're a middle schooler, when they're a teenager. As your child grows, so does your, your strategy, or at least it should. It should grow. That's, and I'm, listen, that's some of the kind of the mess right now that we're dealing with in the nation is some parents just want to treat all the kids the same way, and that's, that's not biblical. We're all made different. We all have a certain purpose that it says there's stuff in us that I can do that you can't. God puts divine purposes in each of us packaged for us. So as your child grows, so should your strategy. And this means a non-growing parent creates a dysfunctional child. Here's why I'm saying that. You receive holiness, grasp this, you become holy and then you learn holiness. And you're saying, what, what do you mean you become holy? Listen, I asked so many people, do you think you're holy? They're like, I mean, I literally asked like 10 people, do you think you're holy? Say you're holy. They're like, oh, I mean, I want to be, I mean, Jesus is holy, but let me, let me just tell you what it says in the word, what he says. First Corinthians 1:30. God has united you with Christ Jesus for our benefit. God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy and he freed us from sin. He made us pure and holy. So when we receive Jesus Christ, you receive holiness. This isn't about you just becoming something, but this is about you learning to be who God made you to be. 
Now you can live in rebellion to what he made you. And some of you are. But as long as you are following the spirit, you're not going to fulfill the lust, the lust of the flesh. So let me grasp this, guys. I am holy, so I do these things. I am holy, so I live this way. It's not, I do these things to be holy. That's reverse. That's religion. That's saying, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm basically getting saved so I don't go to hell. I'm basically doing good works to keep me on my way to heaven. Think about that. That's not right. Let's be practical. If you can believe you are a wife and you can get better at being a wife. If you can believe you're, you're a husband and you can get better at being a husband, how come you cannot believe? Like, I'm serious. I, was, I, was, I just wasn't taught this. And it says in the word, it makes it very clear for us what he's saying. But how come we, you, can't believe you are holy and you are living it out? You're walking it out. You're learning to be holy. You're striving you're still looking at yourself through the lens of law and not through the lens of the cross. You don't believe you're good enough. When you got saved, did you know all things about Christianity? No, I know I didn't. You know about baptism, speaking in tongues. But guess what? Your identity was secure. Your identity was secure in Christ just because you didn't know anything about Christianity. You asked him to your heart. That's your identity. When you are saved and you sin and you have repentance, you get grace. That doesn't change your identity unless you make that sin a lifestyle. There's a difference between struggling with a thing and choosing to live one way. Paul said, there's a, there's a the thorn in my flesh that I struggle with daily. We talk about how that can be good, how it keeps you close to the cross. That's struggling. If you have a struggle and you're in a roar group and you have that accountability, that's struggling with a thing. But when you choose to live something, when you make the choice, it's a whole different thing and you will lose your identity. And I think some of you guys tonight, I'm just going to, it's not in here, but I'm going to say, maybe the reason why you keep blaming everything on the devil and he wants this and he wants that is because you identify with him more than you identify with Jesus Christ. I will say this. It's good to question the Bible, the disciples asked so many questions. I, I asked so many questions. It, it's good. I think he, he likes it. I know when my kids ask me questions, I enjoy I'm like, oh, you're asking me? Okay, let me tell you. I think God loves it, that we're inquiring more about him. But there are those that will ask questions to try to show where Christ isn't real or show there are, there are scholars that try to prove that the resurrection isn't real and that Jesus was just, you know, he's a prophet. He's a good guy. He's a good one. It takes a lot when we talk about holiness. I and mean, I will say this. The more you try to poke holes is when your faith starts to fall apart. So, how do we live out our holiness? Glad you asked. Romans 12. There's a lot of scripture here. Oh, but we're going to read through it. Romans 12. And so, dear brothers... I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice, holy, the kind he can accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is this too much to ask? Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. 
He makes it so easy for us, guys. We, you just open the book and he just makes it black and white. As God's messenger, I give each of you God's warning. Be honest in your estimate of yourselves, measuring your value by how much faith God has given you. Just as there are many parts to our body, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. For we each have different work to do. So we belong to each other, and each needs all the others. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then prophesy whenever you can. As often as your faith is strong enough to receive a message from God. If your gift is that of serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, do a good job of teaching. If you're a preacher, see to it that your sermons are strong and helpful. If they're not, I'm sorry. If God has given you money, be generous in helping others with it. If God has given you administrative ability and put you in charge of the work of others, take that responsibility seriously. Those who offer comfort to the sorrowing should do so with Christian cheer. You guys, this, this is what it takes to be a holy people. Verse nine, don't just pretend that you love others. Really love them. Oh, I know it's quiet. I know it's quiet over on the other side of that. Hate what is wrong, but stand on the side of good. Write this down. Don't be a holy pretender. Write that down. Don't be a holy pretender. Don't just pretend that you love others. Don't just pretend that you're praying for me. Don't just pretend that you care. Actually care. Holy people do not pretend. Verse 10. Love each other with brotherly affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. Be glad for all God is planning for you. Be patient in trouble and prayerful always. When God's children are in our need, you be the one to help them out. Stop waiting on everybody else. You be the one to help them out. And get into the habit of oh, this one. Woo, this one right here. This one messes people up. And get into the habit of inviting guests home for dinner. Really? He really says that? It's easy. It's easy. Inviting guests home for dinner or if they need lodging for the night. Now, I'm not saying let them just like stay there, start getting their mail there. You know, there might be a problem. But you know what Paul was doing? This is Paul talking. You know what Paul was doing, why he was saying all these things and he was just being, this is what you need to do. This, this, this. Why? He understood that he was talking to a people that were getting ready to go out and preach the gospel. He had just been a part of converting the Gentiles. And he knew their job was to go spread the gospel. So he needed to give them the basics. And you know what else he understood? He also understood that what happens in the altar sometimes isn't finished in the altar. That deliverance sometimes may start in the altar, but it ain't finished in the altar. He's saying you got to take them home and pray with them until they break free. And I think if some of us would have been able to spend some time with people instead of just leave church, leave the altar and act like that thing was done and that thing wasn't done, you might be living a little different right now. That's why discipleship doesn't end in the altar. It starts in the altar. And let me be clear. We're not talking about males and females shacking up. If a female and a male try to come and they're trying to, I need a lodge, I need prayer. Er, you better send them to the right person. That's outright sin. Holy people like to host. I like that. Write that down. Holy people like to host. Now is a real good time to try to figure out how can I host a roar group? 
Because listen, there's some steps you got to get through to host a group. There's some accountability. You can't just go, oh, I want to, we take discipleship very serious at Roar. But you might be like, huh, that might be something I want to do. You know why? Because holy people like to host. It says it right here. 13. says it right there. Everybody isn't going to be set free in service. I've seen people set free in this very house. Demons, a witch. I've seen it. But you weren't here to see it. Does that make it not real? Because you weren't here? Because he's saying, take them to your house. And I'm sorry that may not fit the culture of what you want to see, a public situation where everybody gets to give you praise that you were the one that prayed and got them free. But it doesn't say that. They were on the run. Did the Pharisees after them? Things just didn't go back to normal when Jesus went. In fact, it says they went to the temple and they began to worship. It's like, hello, it never even happened. So they had to do these underground churches. And I'm telling you, California is getting pretty close. It does not matter what happens publicly in front of a group of people. It matters what happens in the heart. That culture needs to be killed. COVID is doing nothing but showing that some of you think Christianity is real convenient. Now, some people are really getting changed in this whole thing, and that's great. Usually times of pandemic and stress and trouble. We as the church, we rise up. I've spent a lot of time talking to people about fear and anxiety and trouble because as humans, we're naturally... um, made to actually just like call on Jesus when we have issues. We're in a car wreck, Jesus! We just call on him, right? It's like the culture of who we are. Christianity is not convenient. Watch what you want. It's even easier for people now. You don't even have to go to church. Watch when you want. Maybe you'll watch a little bit, you'll drop off. You'll watch and figure out what we're talking about. Share it and just put a little bit about it when you didn't watch the whole thing. Maybe you're watching, but you're doing other things you care less Give occasionally because you act like everybody else is giving. How do you not know everybody else is giving occasionally? Do what you want. It's a lack of holiness. We're going to clean the camp. Verse 14. If someone mistreats you because you are a Christian, don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Man, that's hard for some people on social media right now. They just go at it with each other. Some of the only issues that you have with people is that people have an issue with you. Some of the only issues you you have is that people may not like you. And so you don't like them because they don't like you. And so that's your issue with them. You let their opinion affect your behavior. But let me tell you, baby, holy people have self-control. Holy people have self-control. To know that, hey, you may not like me, I really don't care. Holy people... Have self-control. Write that down. Some of you lack in self-control. 15, verse 15. Woo! Tanya, there's some holy people on the other side of this. I know they're getting ready. When others are happy, be happy with them. If they are sad, share their sorrow. When others are happy, be happy with them. When others are winning, when you feel like you're in a losing season, they're in a winning season, be happy for them. When you're down to nothing and you see someone else getting a promotion, be happy for them. When you see someone have an amazing conference, don't be like, yeah, well, I heard. When you see a church blowing up, don't be like, yeah, but you remember a couple years ago? That's not holiness. When others are happy, be happy with them. Holy people aren't haters. Write that down. Holy people aren't haters. (laughs) Holy people are happy for other people. 
I mean, this is like simple stuff here, guys. Holiness isn't hard. Holiness isn't hard. He says it right here. He gives us the background of what we need to do. Verse 16, work happily together. Don't try to act big. Don't try. Woo. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to take off running. You're going to have to follow me, Jake. We're going to run. Don't try to act big. Don't try to get into the good graces of important people, but enjoy the company of ordinary folks. And don't think you know it all. Don't try to get in the good graces with people that got the power to give you the status you're hungry for. It says ordinary. Holy people treat the normal and the extraordinary with the same respect. The same respect. Whether you have money or you don't have money. Whether you have status or you don't have status. Whether you have power or you don't have power. Whatever family you came from. Whatever you own, whatever you don't own. You treat all people the same. In order to respect people, the issue is with this, because people struggle with that, it's you don't respect yourself. And to stop living the way you've been living, you have to respect yourself. You ever seen any Christians? Just like, oh. Everything's going wrong. I know I look crazy. This is how they look. Oh, where are you at, God? If I could just meet the right person. No, 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 no. Who okay that your current sin is okay? Who gave you the okay? It's okay to keep struggling with the same sin and living. We're going to clean the camp. It's not okay. It's not okay to keep living with the same lifestyle and the same sin. Because you know what? You're on a new relationship rotation. Oh, oh, they found out how I am. Oh, I don't want accountability. I want correction. Uh, nope. So I'm going to find me a new church. Oh, that's my new spiritual mom. Oh, that's my new mentor. Oh, I'm reading a new book. Oh, I didn't like those drawer groups because they really dove into who I am. I don't like that. I want to do something like, I just want to go biking. I want to go biking because that, that's, that's what I want to do. You're on a new relationship rotation. Verse 17, never pay back evil for evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honest, clear, and through. Don't quarrel with anyone. Be at peace with everyone just as much as possible. What a word for this time. You ever know someone that just wants to debate? Nobody say my name. If I hear anybody say that in here, you're going to have to leave. You just want want to debate. Not for fun though, okay? But actually, like, they're just angry. They're always like, what are they going to say? Because my opinion's opposite. Just have a voice. Don't do that. Dear friends, never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God, for he has said that he will repay those who deserve it. Do not take the law into your own hands. Instead, feed your enemy if he's hungry. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, and you will be heaping coals of fire on his head. In other words, what that means, because you're like, Coal, I thought we were trying to be nice to him. Now we're putting hot coal in their head. In other words, he will be ashamed. He will feel ashamed of what he's done for you. Anthony always says, kill kindness, kill him with kindness, kill him with kindness. Because I'm always like, wait, what did they say? Kill him with kindness, kill him with kindness. Don't let evil get the upper hand, but conquer evil by doing good. I didn't write this. I didn't write this. Romans 12. It's pretty simple, guys. You know how you don't let evil get the upper hand in your life? You flee from the very appearance of sin. Holy people flee from the very sight of evil. You know what that means? 
says, abstain in King James Version. First Thessalonians 5.22, it says, abstain from all the, the appearance of evil. You don't even know if it's evil yet. You haven't even got up close to, to really decipher or have discernment what the situation is. But if it even looks questionable, it says, flee, run from that thing. Run from that thing. Don't run towards it. I think some people are confused right now because they thought Roar Church was a support group. They're like, wait, what? What is she saying? To sit back and make you feel comfortable with your sin. Because we always say, meet people where they're at. Disciple people. Love people. Absolutely. But you do not forget about the holiness and the righteousness of saying, of carrying Jesus' name on us. Putting his name on us. How dare we devalue what he stands for and what he did with our lack of holiness in our lives. Because pastor and I are cool. I know we're cool. We're cool. And you're like, yeah, they're down. We're going to clean the camp. We're clean in the camp. You live a certain way. You're making posts. And then between these sinful posts, you want to promote roar. Just don't even do it. Just, just don't do it. Because until you actually get it in you, I don't want you promoting it. Because I don't want people to think that I'm okay with it. Or that Anthony's okay with it. Or that God's okay with it. Or that Roar Church is okay with it. Because we're not okay with people that choose to live their identity in sin. And I'm talking about choice. I'm not talking about struggle. So I'm, I need some mature Christians on the other line to actually be listening to what I'm saying. Don't send me no junk about, oh, you think you're perfect. That's not what it is. I'm talking about striving to be Christ-like. A Jesus follower is what I'm talking about. DMs in the midnight hour. Oh, you don't think we know. You don't think the spirit reveals to us. And I'm not saying this just to be like, oh, she's trying to condemn me. What did, he, what did he say? Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So what he's saying to you, there's no one here to cast a stone at you. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. This isn't a support group for you to sit around and compromise holiness and righteousness because you got a roar hat on. And if you don't have a roar hat, you can go buy one. But you don't compromise. Don't go out there and promote something that we're not. This isn't a support group. This is a hospital. Anthony said this before, where the sick come and they leave healed. And those that are still roaming around the hospital are either on their way to getting better or they're trying to help others get better. And while I'm on it, if we had a building, we'd sure be a better hospital. We'd sure be able to do more. We'd be able to have so many things to be able to do. But again, we go, someone else can do it, not me. Someone on here knows someone that knows someone that wants to sow, that wants to give. Give people the chance to be a blessing. It only blesses them. So while we're on it, I guess I'll just go there. Holy people tithe. Holy people give, guys. That's a whole other message. I'm not even going to break that down. We are going to start teaching on tithing more so you can see that it's actually about you and not us. I'm closing, but this, this message of holiness is simple, but it's controversial because for so long we've been taught that we can't say I'm holy. I am holy. I'm made in his likeness and I'm walking in my holiness. I'm striving. In fact, we have to say, Oh, Jesus is holy. He's so holy. And I am nothing, and I'm going to do all these works. I'm going to pay my way. 
Oh, so-and-so, you know, they're, they're Christian. My great-great-grandmother, she's Catholic. Baby, that I, that's, that's not going to get you anywhere. What is your relationship like with Jesus Christ? It's time to clean the camp. And if you're looking at that whole section, that chapter of Romans, and you're none of it, it's time to clean your camp. Unless you're living a deliberately sinful life, you're faking it, you're holy. I'm going to do all this to make God see me holy. What do you think God says in the meantime? So I'm going to do all these works and, and then I'll achieve holiness and righteousness because I'm just not there yet. So what do you think God's doing? Hey, you're, he looks down, you're, you're almost holy. You're, you're, you're this close to being holy. That's not the God I know. And that's not, that's not what it says. Are you, are you a, a junior Christian? Are you, I mean, when you accept Christ, you are a Christian. You are a Christ follower. And there's a mandate on your life. It doesn't just stop there. In the Bible, it says you are a royal priesthood. In other words, you are important. You are somebody. There's no one else like you. And it's time to start acting like a royal priesthood. I'm going to go a little deeper and say, not once in this chapter did I read anything about makeup or skirts. I know somebody just, somebody's just getting off right now. They're logging. It's called, bye, bye. They didn't say anything about not wearing skirts. In fact, heresy, heresy, my friends, is adding the scriptures adding to them as much as you all want it to be there. It's not there. Pastors, who's watching right now? You got some stuff in your bylaws that just ain't in the Bible. Clean your camp. And what you're doing with your bylaws, somebody like, what's that? Your book, your so important book of bylaws, it says how your church operates. Some of you guys have incorrect doctrine in there. And that's why people can't stand up and say, no, I am I am holy. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I might struggle, but I, that's not going to stop me. Y'all need to clean the camp. And some of you guys don't even know what the harvest looks like. And I'm talking to those pastors. You don't even aware because the harvest don't look like me. The harvest looks like Isaac, tatted up, chilling, super cool. They don't look like us. You don't even know what they look like because you're too busy trying to put things in the Bible that aren't there. Actually, I'm just going to go further. God says in one scripture, if you know it, type it. He's tattooed your name in his hand. He's got a tattoo. Chew on that for a little bit. It's hard for us, man. It's hard for us to take this word and be like, I'm more than a conqueror. But it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up, Roar Church. It's time to start living lives that reflect Jesus. And if you're like, I don't really know where to start. I'm new to this whole thing, man. It's cool. Like I said, you don't know it all when you get there. Join a Roar group. Find accountability. Find relationship. He'll meet you where you're at. Now, I said the people, this was all towards the people that had, were already saved, okay, that had asked Jesus into their heart. Now, I'm going to address the people that maybe are on here. And if, if you guys haven't shared this message yet, share it. It's strong, but share it. 
Hopefully it'll get to someone that's never met Jesus as their Savior. And they'll say, you know what? I want that. I want that thing. It's not hard. Go ahead and share it. Someone on here that's watching it says, maybe I don't really understand it all, but I'm feeling that little tug in my heart. And I want to be holy. And I want to live a life of holiness. I want to be different. I'm going to invite you right now to say the salvation prayer with me before we go. To actually invite him, the Holy Spirit, in you. And that means go and sin no more. Live differently. Be in the world. Okay? Because our culture here at Roar, we don't just sit back and wait for people to come to us. We come to them. We, we go and get, find the harvest. And that's you. Just because I can't physically see you, you're there. And I, I'm looking right at you and saying now is the time to answer the call. Jesus has been waiting. He's been waiting. So if you're questioning, wait, is she talking to me? I'm talking to you. There is a future and there is a hope. And it's bright, but it starts with Jesus Christ. You have the opportunity right now to let all that hurt, all that confusion. It's going to become clear in the moment when you finally let it go of all the things that you've been trying to manage and let Jesus manage it. You know, we talk about when the Egyptians were freed and they, they left Egypt. There's a Bible story about that if you don't know. And they wandered around. We talk about how they were free from Egypt, but yet they still had Egypt inside of them. They couldn't get really, really free. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And I'm not quite sure that the desert or the wilderness or wandering is a bad place to be, but it is if you stay there too long. There's things he wants to teach us, that we need to be learning from him, and then there's a time to march. We can't march if you're slowing us down, if we're dragging you along. So those that are part of our church, you call this home, clean your camp. This is a prophetic word from God to clean, clean yourself up. Pull yourself up, dust yourself off. It's not too late. He doesn't condemn you. And those that are right here right now, and you're saying, I wanna, I wanna do it, I'm gonna do it. We're gonna do it together. I'm gonna ask everybody, even in this room, and the people watching, to repeat after me, with me. You're not alone. You're not alone. We're all in it for you. We wanna see your life changed. If you were live with us, we'd be able to spend some time with prayer with you. But what you can do, since I can't be with you physically, is you can text the number that you're gonna see right now, prayer, and just say, hey, I wanna know more. I just gave my life to Christ. I want to know more. And we're going to reach out to you. We're going to help you walk this thing out. You don't have to be here in California. We know we have an Orlando campus going, but we have Roar TV and it's global. And, and, and you're just as much a part of it as anyone else. We have partners all around the world. And we want to be there for you. So you can text that number and just say, I just accepted Jesus after we pray this prayer. Jesus. Come on, say it if you're in this room. Jesus. 
I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came and you died for me. I believe that three days later you rose again. And I believe you can set me free tonight. I'm sorry. Please forgive me of all the sins I've committed. Please forgive me for all the things I've done. Please forgive me from running away from you. And Jesus, I ask you into my heart right now. I ask you to come and make me new. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for making time right now in this message, in this random Facebook share video for me. In Jesus' name, amen. And let me tell you, doesn't mean it's, it's going to be just roses and berries, okay? Usually when you first give your life to Christ, we tell people, get ready, because the enemy doesn't like that. He doesn't like that, but we're here for you. Text prayer to the number, and we will get back to you. Roar Church, I love you. It's good to clean the camp. When you start cleaning things out, you start really making it applicable and actually not just sitting in service and applying it to your life, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to feel so much lighter because God wants to use you, but he needs a clean vessel. He needs a clean vessel to do it. I love you, Roar Church. Thank you for joining. This is your first time. Thank you for joining Roar TV. This is a place for revival. We have a YouTube. You can go watch previous messages. You can go to our website, find out all the information. They're going to show you all these things. I'm going to kick it to our post show. But I love you. I am praying for you. We go back and we look at all these comments and we pray for you and we pray over you. We're standing with you. I'll see you Wednesday at Roar from Home. Love you guys. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Roar Church Podcast. We pray that today's message absolutely blessed you. Hey, there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry. And one is by texting the keywords, Roar Give to 77977. Listen, we cannot reach people without your help and this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many. So we thank you for partnering with us and we'll see you later.